Good evening, everyone. I'd like to welcome everyone back um, to my podcast, Heaven Places, with Ms. Dorothy. <laughs> um, let me open up in a prayer this evening. Our Father, we thank you for your goodness, grace, and mercy. We thank you for your salvation, Lord. Um, I pray for all the uh, listeners, Father. I pray though, for our nation, Father, that you would draw us closer towards you, Father. Help us, Father Lord, as we uh, read and and uh, study study your word, Father Lord, this evening. Guide us and direct us, Father. Let us be led by your Spirit, O oh God. Um, use me, Father Lord, in a mighty way, Father Lord, to speak, Father Lord, what you what you want uh, to say or communicate to your people. We thank you, Father. Uh, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. All right, everyone. I'd like uh, I'd like to just once again thank everyone for joining us this evening. Um, this evening we're going to talk about um, the constellations. It, I mean, it's a very, very, very deep subject. Also, in a way, it's also a very controversial subject because we're going to talk uh, talk about. Um, the constellations, uh, which is of course involving astronomy, not astrology. Um, which those terms, you know, when you start talking about the the horoscopes, and um, right now we're in the season that is called the Sagittarius season. Um, and I believe we Scorpion was before that Capricorn, but um, there's, there's twelve signs of the uh, zodiac and a lot of times um, when believers, they hear those things, they like to shy away from it. And I understand exactly why they do that because uh, it can be easily, you can be easily tricked or deceived and start getting involved in things that are, I guess, under the label of uh, new age or um, Eastern religion, Hinduism, uh, the like, oh, I'm praying to the universe, all those types of things. But a lot of times, believers, they don't really like to talk about um, the the stars when it comes to uh, as far as the different symbols that are that are within them because they see them as pagan, like the the uh, for example, the Sagittarius, that right there is a half man, half uh, horse, I guess, or something like something like that. Uh, it was an archer. And when you look at, you just think about that image, you know, it's like that right there. Is, it just seems like so ungodly. You know, it seems like, like almost like a mystical creature, you know. But when you... Uh, actually read in the Bible and particularly in the book of Revelation, you 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 see all kind of weird creatures and things that are that are good, you know, I mean, that are angels that have all these heads in the book of Revelations, um, and all these eyes and all these type of things and they're not evil creatures. Actually they stand before the, um the throne the throne room or the presence of Father God and they never leave and they 
they worship him and I guess they're kind of like maybe guards or something like that too. I, I don't know what, what they are. Um, scripture doesn't really say much, but we know that they, they're before the throne room, but they're kind of like unusual creatures too. Then people are like, well, those are, those are kind of weird, you know? <clears throat> anyway, so I say that to point out that, uh, that there are some kind of strange or un- unusual creatures that are that are on the good side, on God's side, on our Father God's side, on the Holy Spirit and Jesus Christ's side that we probably would scare us if we actually seen it in, in um, real life and we would think, no, that cannot be of God. Actually, throughout Scripture, even like when there's regular angels that showed up, um, Daniel and just throughout the scripture, just their mere presence in sight always caused people to get on their feet and bow and get get very frightened um, just from like a regular one. So just imagine something they look um, how how we would not imagine that something like that could come from our our father, you know. But it's just because we see with. Um, the eyes of a man, you know, a lot of times and we don't understand those things. And that's one of the confusions with the astrology and um, those types of things. One of the scriptures, actually there's a whole lot of scriptures here that we can talk about and there's some teachings too. But uh, in a book in Job chapter 38, if you look at Job chapter 38 verse 32, um, I'm going to read the New International Version, and it says, Can you bring forth the constellations in their seasons or lead out the bear with his cups? Um, and this is a Father God talking to Job, and he's, he's giving them all of these different things. I get the verse before that. He says, uh, Can you bind the chains of the Pleiades or loosen the belt? Or Oron, and we know what that is. And then the very next verse in verse 33, he says, Do you know the laws of heaven? Can you set up God's dominion over the earth? Can you raise your voice to the clouds and cover yourself with the flood of water? Do you hear the lightning bolts on their way? Do they report to you, here we are? So that's uh, just some of the different scriptures. Guys, like, hey, actually he's telling Job in comparison to him Father God is like hey I, I control all these things and all these things are real and this constellation actually uh, the Hebrew constellation is uh, the word Mazareth um, and I'll read the, the English translation of it can you leave forth the Mazareth in their seasons or guide the beard with his children. Nazareth, you can spell that M-A-Z-Z-A-R-O-T-H M-A-Z-Z-O-R-T-H and that's also in the um, King James Version if um, you like that. So the Nazareth is basically translated um, constellation. It's like how we would call it today and we recognize that Job is actually one of the oldest texts texts uh that are written, even though Genesis happened before 
like of course Genesis one one and Christ and all those types of things happened before, but Job is one of the oldest texts that we have, you know. Um, and so way, way back then our Father God, you know, wanted us to know a little bit about that. And also just not that scripture coming from Job chapter thirty eight, verse thirty two. But here we have Psalms chapter 19, verses 1 through 6. Psalms chapter 19, verse 1 through 6. It says that the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament show his handiwork. <clears throat> Excuse me. Until the handiwork, day unto day, utter speech in the night. <clears throat> and, excuse me. Day after day, after day utter speech and night into night reveals knowledge. There is no speech nor language where their voice is heard. Their lines go out through all the earth and their words to the end of the world. And them he has made a tabernacle for the sun, which is like a bridegroom coming out of her chamber. It rejoices like a strong man to run his race. As rising from one end of heaven and a circuits to the other end, and there is nothing hidden from its heart. Um, this right here, this Psalm chapter 19, verses 1 through 6, um, it's like a, uh, to me, it's like a po- poet on poetry or riddle or something like this because the, the writer is talking about basically there's something in the sky and it's trying to tell us something, but guess what? It's telling us something, and it doesn't have, like, no speech. It doesn't have any language. You can't hear, like, you can't, like, hear, like, a physical voice of what this thing in the uh, night sky is trying to reveal or trying to let us know. Um, and we can see it every night. It's just in the sky every night. And a lot of um, New Age people... They read the stars and signs, the the Psalms readers and tarot card readers and all those types of people, and they have, like, some type of spiritual understanding, and they try to to read read the stars also for um, direction. But But they do it evilly and wickedly because they get in their, their, their revelation, their information, from uh, um, evil, wicked, and demonic sources. Um, one thing that we have to remember that everything that um, when uh, Father God was creating everything, you know, days he would say that it was good. Um, so a lot of um, things that we see have been uh, corrupted. Uh, they've been altered. They've been destroyed. And of course, we know Satan, guess what? He cannot create anything. So what does he do? He tries to alter it, um, deceive, manipulate, whatever he can, trick, because he can't create anything from scratch. So he takes what is already there, and he tries to um, tell his own story, and he corrupts it. Um, Almost like uh, here in Missouri, we have the Missouri River, and this one of the dirtiest things, you know, um, 
you ever could see, you know, but uh, it wasn't like that in the beginning in the creation. I, I imagine sometimes when I'm driving past it, it's like how clear blue the water was. But of course, mankind, they kind of contaminated it and destroyed it, but it wasn't them, their selves only. I believe they, many of the people who are in control of these companies that are help, helping pollute the rivers and what, just my own personal opinion, um, that they are actually um, corrupting these things that are good, like the, the water stream, the, the rivers, on purpose, you know, to make people not feel good so that they can go. And anyway, it, it creates a big old circle, and I don't want to go down that way too far because this, I don't want to, want to get stuck on that. But anyway, basically I say all of that, that uh, there are many things that, that our, our Father God created originally um, that were for our benefit, for our guidance and direction, whether it was something to eat or um, whether it was something to guide and lead us. And the enemy, he basically t- took over it, you know, and uh, so a lot of people who are in New Age, they they really depend on those things and but we as believers, you know, we don't take advantage of it, you know. Um and we lack wisdom in some areas. For example, the 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 reason why I'm even on this topic because I was thinking about the wise man. Um and we know that they followed a star, um because they have been studying the stars and they, from the text that they were reading, they said it was from the east. People have said they were from uh, Persia or uh, Babylon, where where Daniel, um, if you remember Daniel in the Lion's Den and the book of Daniel, that, that they were from that area. And they was actually from, uh, they were like students from like generations and generations that had passed who had been studying some of the stuff that Daniel and his students had been studying about the uh, coming of our Lord and Savior, and actually it was recorded in the stars that this would happen at a certain time. So they had been studying it apparently for some time, and that's why they were able to see when that when the uh, constellation was in a, a certain order, when the stars was aligned to a certain way, that they would follow that this constellation to, and go to this place uh to Bethlehem, you know, and that's the, that's the story that we have. And they talk about the three wise men, and no one is actually sure about the number of the three wise men. They said three wise men because uh, of the gifts, but actually might have been more um, who actually made that journey. And I'm not sure if they would they was from that area, but the areas that they say they are from is generally that ancient Babylon area, the Persian. Somewhere around there, they was actually studying the constellation of stars and knew that Christ, our Lord and Savior, would be born in that in a little town of Bethlehem. There was like no Google there. There was no Fox News or CNN and all these types of things that we have telephones and all this kind of stuff. But it was something something more powerful, something that our Father set set. Um, before the foundation of the world. Um, even uh, it says in Genesis 
chapter 1, verse 14, Genesis 1, verse 14, which is a very popular scripture, it says, that lights come to be the expansion of the heavens, to separate the day and night, and let them <clears throat> and let them be for signs, there you go, signs, and appointed times, and for days, and for years. Um, Genesis chapter 1 verse 14. So um, in America here we have uh, what you call the Gregorian calendar. Gregorian calendar. And um, that's where we have January, February, March, and all of those things. But uh, in Israel, they have their calendar. Um, and I can't remember the title, but their calendar is based on a cycle of the moons. So their their month or day, depending on what the moon is, that's how, that's how they determine when the months transition, like based on the half moon, full moon, and all these types of things. And we know that the moon, how how the moon is always always the same, but it looks different depending on our position, like which way the Earth is rotating, and if it's which like when it's tilting, and all those types of things. So. God did that very intentionally in Genesis chapter 1 verse 14 because he said that's going to be for science and appointed time. So we have, uh, right now we have some of the basic things we use, like winter, fall, spring, and summer. You know, those are natural things that we use <laughs> the seasons for and all those types of things. And before they had the calendar, they would use the stars and those types of things to uh, to help them. <laughs> to monitor what's going on, what's going on, you know, all, all of the uh, people, which is very, very amazing. Um, but now we don't so much. We see them kind of just as uh, decorations. You know, many believers in Christians say they're just, basically that's what they see them as decorations, the light up the sky. And if you live in a larger city, well, it's very difficult to see them because, uh, you have all the buildings and you have like skyscrapers and then you have the lights um, to kind of cloud it. Uh, I actually went to, uh, last year I went to an astronomy observatory and this observatory is, is located in a country area and it's uh, about two hours away from like a big, big city, uh, Kansas City, Missouri area. And they said they they put it that far because uh, they call it light pollution because these, you can see so many things it's like in a really dark area, even though it's like electricity there, but it's no tall buildings there and the telescopes can go and, and, it, and none of the, the man-made natural light can interfere with that. So it's very, very interesting. There's a lot of uh, um, astronomers out there like the practicing not real astronomers. Oh, there was a few, but most of them were just kind of like practicing astronomers. And um, one thing that's very interesting about those in, in an astronomy field, I heard it, and the number could be higher, but actual people who go to school for astronomy, um, that 85% of them, because of their studies and all these types of things, they actually believe in God you know, and a, a higher power credit because of the things that there's, they see and the things that they witness um, through the stars. 
through the sky and that I found that um very interesting because the uh stars they tell the story. Um and I mentioned earlier that we were in uh in December the Sagittarius uh, the archer, the half man, half horse or whatever. Um there's a teacher called E. W. Bollinger. I might be pronouncing his name wrong, but he has a very good teaching on it. Then uh, another guy, um, he has a great teaching on it too. Actually, there's, there's several of them, but the other one is Dr. James D. Kennedy. He's, um, of course, no longer with us, but if you remember, he had he was a very popular preacher maybe like 20 years ago. Um, he has a good teaching on this too, so it all it is many teachings out there. Um, but anyway, the Sagittarius, the Archer, it is rec- it is uh, recognized as as the gracious the gracious one, or the Redeemer of Truth, the Redeemer of Truth. And they say this because this half man, half horse, half beast thing, he has a uh, raised bow and arrow. He has a raised bow and arrow, and he is shooting actually the thing at the um, heart of the Scorpius and Scorpion, um, uh, which which is uh, bit the excuse me, which bit Orion the Hunter, causing his death. And these are the things that are depicted in there. Um, but basically what they're saying is it symbolizes is basically Jesus Christ died on the cross with the world and his death by crucifixion is basically the arrow that is pierced <clears throat> that is piercing Satan's heart and releases excuse me, and releasing Satan's grip on us. And that's what the thing is these uh Thing, a few of these things that these uh, stars are witness, I mean, showing or proclaiming, and I believe, uh, you know, how Satan does not like the word and us reading the word. I believe, like every time he looks at uh, like the stars, <laughs> I believe he has equal equal displeasure looking at that because it's like you know, in the in the book of Daniel when it's when it says the writing is on the wall, your kingdom is given over to the Medes and Persians. When the hand of God wrote on the wall, talking talking to the uh, when Daniel and the, and, the, and the king asked, "What does it mean?" Basically, the writing. Then we get that's where we get to say that the writing is on the wall. Basically, like it's coming to an end, it's coming to over. And said for Satan, the writing is he can't look anywhere up in the sky without noticing it. <laughs> Maybe that's one reason why he liked the uh, the skyscrapers in the big city. So when he's there in those particular areas. And him, you know, his his followers, they can't they can't see it, you know, they can't see, or they can't be reminded of it as easily that their their defeat is soon to come. So that's not what I believe about the um, the uh, Maserat, the constellations, and astrology. They are only on the right track. Is is that there is a message up there? But the message that they have is totally, totally false. Um, 
And the scriptures, one of the scriptures I want to give to you is uh, Matthew chapter 4, verses 8 to 10. It goes along with that, Matthew chapter 4, verse 8 to 10. It says, again, the devil took him up to his, <clears throat> an exceedingly high mountain and showed him the kingdoms and all the world and all the glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give to you if you fall down and worship me. And Jesus said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. And I want to jump all the way over to this Matthew Matthew chapter 8, verses um, 27, 50-54. And Jesus cried out again with a loud voice, up, and this is talking about him down on the cross, yielded up his spirit, because you see in that first one, Satan was trying to get him to, you know, basically jump off and all these kind of things, but Jesus has had, it was a plan, um, Matthew 27, verse 50 to 54, and Jesus cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two, from the top to bottom, and the earthquake and the rocks were split, and the graves were open, open, excuse me, and many bodies of the saints that had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of grave, <coughs> excuse me, and coming out of the graves, after his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. That's amazing, right? What, what's that saying? It's basically like people were raised, <laughs> being raised from the dead right then and there. <coughs> excuse me. Um, so when the centurion and those who saw him <coughs> were on guard regarding Jesus, they saw the earthquake and the things that were happening, and they greatly feared, saying, truly, this was the Son of God. Um, <coughs> this one more scripture I want to read, uh, Romans 5, Romans 5, 6 and 11. I know I've read a lot of different scriptures, but Romans 5, 6 and 11. For then, but still without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely, for scarcely for a righteous man will one die, will one die. Yet perhaps for a good man, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrated his own love towards us powerful. And while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved and the wrath to him. For if we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. So basically all these, these scriptures are basically on from the beginning to the end. And this right here is is the uh, written word of God and it's basically a reflection, or actually, I would I would say that uh, the stars, and particularly with, with the, the Sagittarius of this season, it's a reflection of that, what these scriptures are talking about, this Romans chapter 5, about Christ dying for us, and this uh, Matthew chapter 27, about him yielding, yielding his spirit, of course, and dying for us, and also man being fearful, and Matthew 4, um, where he was trying to tempt us, or tempt Jesus, but ultimately he he lost. He was like one of the greatest, I don't want to say that God 
deceit or trick. I'm not really sure how to describe it. If God pranked the devil, you know. Um, anyway, it was like one of the ultimate battle strategies. Um, like the great Napoleon and uh, American General General MacArthur and Hannibal, all these great warriors and leaders who, who came up with all these strategic um, ways to fight their enemy. Well, nobody, this right here shocked everybody. Matter of fact, it says in the scripture that uh, Satan would have, would have known, you know, he wouldn't have killed uh, him. <laughs> and I imagine now, like, when, when he looked at the stars, he probably thought it meant something else. But now when he looked at them, he said, dang, that's what that meant. That's what that Sagittarius thing meant, that uh, Jesus was going to die. And I thought I was doing something, but I didn't know he was going. He was going to raise from the dead, but not only he was going to raise from the dead, but all of these other people with him, Adam and Noah, and all the people who had perished before the flood, but not just them, but the people who who were going to come after them, like Paul and Peter, and even the little people like me and and you, you know. Um, which which is amazing. So I, I wanted um I guess close right there and, and encourage you to uh next time you you look at the stars, um, to realize this is displaying a story, you know. And anytime you hear like those horoscopes and all those types of things and I know that even some Christians they look at those things but that's not their purpose. Okay, it's, it's its purpose to point us and show us the Father God. That's what it says. And uh, the scripture I read, um, what was that first scripture? In Psalms chapter 19, verse 1 to 6, and Job chapter 38. Um, so, and the reason why people like the astrologers and New Agers, they use those things is because Satan wants to take whatever is godly and corrupt it and destroy it. And he he wants to do that with every single thing, every single area, just like um with Jerusalem and the nation of uh Israel and all that kind of stuff. But God said that uh, that land right there in Jerusalem, God said that's his land. That's his place, you know. Um but because uh God has said that uh, Satan, he wants to go corrupted and tricked and all kinds of stuff. So he's causing all these wars and confusion and all this kind of stuff over there because he's messing with that. And God would have said, um, Antarctica was his land and his place. Satan would be over there trying to dis- destroy it, you know, towards where he's just going to have his people and all this kind of stuff. He would would be trying to corrupt it and destroy it. Anything that God has said, that is good, then guess what Satan he goes around to try to destroy and corrupt it as as best as he can. Um so that right there is one of the battles the, the battle that <laughs> that we are in as believers. Uh Dorothy did you did you have anything you want to say or add to that? Uh well yeah I just love the fact that Father put the whole word in the sky. You know, that's kind of cool because he also tells us that the enemy is going to try and change times and and seasons, which with the Gregorian calendar, 
that's pretty much what he did. He messed everything up, and which is a serious thing because if you don't know when the appointment is, you're going to miss it. So it's nice to have that backup in the sky. Yes, it is. It is, and I, and I believe a lot of a lot of the people, um, like uh, in the the pre times past, like around Enoch and all them, and even in Daniel's time, the people who studied, they they really knew the meanings of those things. And right now, it's kind of like we don't understand and know it because it's been hidden hidden from us and destroyed from us and taken away from us, you know. So, yeah, but I believe a lot of a lot of truth and all those kind of things are are coming back now because we're going to start focusing on the real the real thing, which is the win people and draw draw them to them, you know. And the closer we get to God, the closer we can see some of these other things because we haven't even got to probably like. Ten percent of what God wants to show and reveal to us, even after all this craziness is over, <laughs> you know, and He comes and set up His kingdom. So we still got a lot of work to do until then, though. <laughs> lots of lots of work. Lots of people need to be delivered. Lots of people need to be healed and saved and, and restored and set free. We got a, a great, great mission um, as uh, believers, as a body in Christ. And um, I guess one of the other things, I, one of the points I want to, to finalize with is uh, that everything from the stars to plants and all those kind of things was created with with a purpose in mind to glorify and put God on display. Um, but Satan, he does whatever he can and use whoever he can to take it all the way to the other side. Even like plants. You have plants and they can be used as medication as I mean as healing like herbs and all this kind of things but then they take a lot of them and then they add all these chemicals and stuff like that and you see all these commercials like it's supposed to heal this but actually it says it may cause you wanted to kill somebody you want to kill yourself, suicide, depression all these types of things and like man if I take this am I going to be in a worse <laughs> Worse position than I than I am before, you know. So, but any anyway, those those things that they're using to create those medications, um, they're being kind of. I mean, not I'm not saying that all all medications is like that because there's some good ones out there. But a lot of the stuff that you see that they're doing on TV is not right, you know. But where they originally came from, they came from plants and these things that Father got to put in the ground and for us to be to help us heal and keep us going until we leave this place but the enemy didn't like that so he wants to reverse it and help us take us out of here as quickly as possible so we can't help others I know and the thing with the drugs is you know father created I'll tell you the more I've been doing a lot of studying you know on herbs and things like that and father created our bodies to be self-healing and he created these plants to supply us 
with what we need to heal when we do run into problems, but it's the plants as a whole, the way he created them, rather than the, what do you call that, big pharma, trying to isolate just one compound out of it to specifically deal with one part of the body instead of the body as a whole. I mean, if you look at, I don't know why they call it alternate medicine. Um, it's just, you know, we're not just made of little parts. You know, it's just the liver or just the kidney or just the, you know, we're we're a whole unit. And these plants that Father has made treat us as whole units. And uh, the drugs yes. do not. So no, exactly that. It's just um, amazing how far down we have come. You know, so-called modern medicine has only been around about a hundred years. <laughs> Look how much damage they've done in a hundred years. It's amazing. And yeah. I'm going to try and find, I think I have a PDF copy of Witness to the Stars um, up in my media fire. I'm going to, I think I'll put a link to, the, to that in the show notes if people want to look at this stuff because it's very interesting. Like I said, the whole Bible is up in the sky. It's right there. Um, and when you're, you know, trained in what to look for, it's, it's truly amazing. So. Yeah, yeah. That's a very good, good book. So. Yeah. Well, let me close out close out in prayer. Thank you. I'd like to thank everyone who's listening, tuning in. Father, we thank you for your goodness, grace, and mercy, Father Lord. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your power, Father. Bless, bless your people, Father Lord. Um, help us, Father Lord, help our, our country, our government, legislation, legislators, Father, Senate, House, Father Lord, our, even our local PTA people, Father Lord. God and direct for Father Lord and, and help people as these these this weather during this season, Father Lord, protect them from hurt, harm, and danger on these icy, slick highways, Father Lord. Um, surround your people with your ministering angels, oh God, Lord. Um, protect their cars, protect their vehicles from tragedy, Father Lord. We thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, Amen. thank you for having me. Well, thank you for being here. Um, and you have a blessed night, and thank you, everybody, for listening. And Father bless everyone. Good night, Shamir. Good night. <laughs>